Glory Ali is rewriting the rules on leadership, business success, making money, and changing the world for women. This is the podcast for creative and ambitious female entrepreneurs or women contemplating the entrepreneurial path. Each week, you'll hear incredible stories of entrepreneurs from around the world discussing the most important areas of their lives, business, personal growth, and balancing family and career. Here, you can get the resources, tools, and skills you need to prosper and succeed. Welcome to the Sisterhood of Successful Entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, international speaker, entrepreneur, and business strategist, Glory Ali. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sisterhood of Successful Entrepreneurs podcast. Oh my gosh, guys, I know you hear me say this all the the time. I'm super duper excited, but I am really, truly super duper excited today, guys. And I am excited because we are going to be speaking to Jeff um, Mendelssohn. Did I pronounce that right? Mendelssohn? Yep. Jeff Mendelssohn, yes. Yay for me, right? And Jeff Mendelssohn is going to be talking to us today about um, what tools do I use to run my business uh, from virtually everywhere. So that is our talk title. Um, And it's so important right now, especially you know, since last year with the whole COVID pandemic um, that we're still in right now and working virtually, that the whole world has gone virtually. So, oh my gosh, this is going to be super exciting and I can't wait. So let me just tell you a little bit about Jeff, right? So Jeff is the founder of Effecto, Effectivo, like effective, but in Spanish. All right, Effectivo social a full service digital marketing agency where he works from developing comprehensive digital marketing campaigns for startups to establish business businesses and i'm really super you know jealous because i'm in new jersey guys look i have a blanket i'm cold but guess where jeff is at jeff tell us where you're at (laughs) sunny fort lauderdale florida he is in florida had dinner on the beach last night I'm so just I was just telling my mom I was like listen I need to be on the beach I want to feel the sand in between my toes the ocean is my favorite place in the whole entire world so I I, I need to get there soon so all right so Jeff helps entrepreneurs uh conceptualize develop and then execute all income funds in um digital marketing strategy sales funnels paid campaigns and getting the right people and the disciplines in place. And he's been, you've been doing this for over 15 years. How awesome is that? It's amazing that I'm like still around and, you know, not that my position or my focus hasn't morphed in all that time, but 12 years ago, January was the time I got fired from my last job. Basically what happened was I built this, I started building, like I got the fire to like, geez, this sucks sitting in a cube. Right. You know, where, and then I just started like helping out other clients uh, from my day job. Right. Cause they never would give me enough stuff to do. And I would always sort of like finish it up by 11, 11 30 in the morning. And then it's like, well, you can't go home. Right. You, and I'm not a smoker. So I'm not going to hang out outside all day long. Right. And I just had to like figure out, like, okay, how am I going to do this? And what but happened was either you don't have enough to do or you're overwhelmed with so much work. It's never in between, right? There's never a balance. <laughs> so, so what would happen is that, you know, everyone would always over uh, underestimate me. Right. And it's like, Oh, Jeff, we want you to write this report. 
you know, and I'm sure it takes other people six hours to make that report, but I know Excel pretty well and da, 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 and I produce it. And then when I started realizing that I was turning stuff in way too early and I was just like, well, wait a minute, you know, maybe I should slow down, you know, because when you're in that corporate mindset, right, you are solely focused on getting your deliverables done within the time frame allotted, which is usually nine, nine 30 until five, six in the afternoon, right? Then you get to go home and take care of your family, but your time is really regimented. Right. And what would happen is I just didn't think about those concepts in that, in that amount of time. It's like, you want somebody to go crunch numbers. It's like, you know, go find someone to go crunch numbers. I'm going to use a pivot table. Right. And I know, you know, I know a thing or two on how to use them. So I would just get this stuff done so quickly. And then it was like, and, and the funny thing is that they would give me awards, right? These corporations would give me awards, like most productive employee of the month, you know, the best employee. The, and I'm just sitting there like, guys, please stop. Like, really? I like this. It, it's not that hard. I'm not even giving you 80% of me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And what would happen was, it, you know, so, uh, you know, going back about that time, you know, this is, uh, this was just as the, you know, we were cresting the mortgage um, real estate bubble here in Florida. So fun fact, one out of every eight citizens in the state of Florida has a real estate license, right? Real estate or, or mortgage broker license. So there's a lot of people there, right? So wow. I thought like everyone else, I'm going to go and I'm going to go and create, you know, be another one, be another real estate. That my mind just, what, one in every eight citizen? Like what? Yeah. It, yeah. And you, and you sit there and you're like, it, but you know, the truth of the matter is only 3% of that entire population are really active. Some people go out and then when they realize just how hard it is to actually sell someone a house and actually close it, which is what I realized, right? I just had zero aptitude for this, right? But I did make a great website, you know, <laughs> when I started. And I was just sitting there like, oh my God, like, how am I going to get this, uh, you know, how am I going to get this uh, off the ground? And so a friend of mine was just like, look, why don't you, why don't you stick to what you're good at? You know, basically stay in your lane. And at first I was really mad. I was really PO'd, yeah. and, but I got to stop you right there. I say that all the time. You just stole my yeah. word. I'm always saying, listen, I'm not going to, I know I stay in my lane. I know what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. And I'm not reinventing the wheel. <laughs> right. So, right. So what happens is that, you know, you really like, that was really a big moment of clarity, right? Because, you know, I, I got my bachelor's degree, you know, as I was raising my family, right after that, I went, I went and I bulleted through my master's and then, you know, I was naive enough to think like, oh yeah, Google's calling me up any minute now, any day now, any week now, any month now. And they didn't. Right. And I'm just sitting there like, you're still waiting for Google. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Google. Right. And it's like, okay, so it doesn't happen exactly like that. So I'm like, you know, something, the only one who's going to really control my destiny is me. Right. And I guess I just got like one too many poignant reminders of how I am just serving at the leisure and building other people's dreams by working in another company. Right. That just happened to be a little bit more organized than I was. And it's like, no, no, I just said no. And I've been certified unemployable ever since. And it, 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 I love it. it. You know, and it's been, and not that I'm going to knock a day job, right? Because I don't knock day jobs, right? You know, it's, you know, they're very important. You know, I employ people. So, you know, it's up to me now that I'm on the other side of the coin, I need to ferment corporate culture. I need to make sure people are paid on time. I need to make sure that they're happy and they're stimulated and that they enjoy their work and 
all that stuff. So yeah, you know, like it's good practice, right? If you're emotionally intelligent enough to recognize those, uh, you know, those things, but you know, thank God after all this time, I still have not had the need to go, go back into, you know, working one job for someone else. And, you know, if you think about it for, you know, using investment terminology, what you're doing is that you're, you know, you're diversifying because most people that are, that work for one job, they get one paycheck. And if they lose that from one day to the next, they're two to four weeks away from, you know, big, holy shit moments. Right. And if they don't um, diversify, you know, how else are they supposed to do it? You know, we're supposed to do it in stocks and bonds and our money, right? Why not do it with your clients? Right. So I have now 40 bosses. Right. And I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, it's like, you know, some demand more from me than others and other, you know, like, I just need to make sure that I'm serving each of them to a high enough level that, uh, you know, they're happy with the work that I'm producing. But yeah, it's like if one customer leaves, including the largest one, it'll sting, but it won't kill. Right. And that's really something that you need to like really sort of conceptualize. Like, how am I going to deliver this level, you know, whatever level of service you're delivering to, you know, let's say you're a virtual assistant and you're working full time for one person, right? You know, you're solely focused on delivering a high level of service to this one person. Well, what if you were to do that for five people, right? And, you know, being able to time slice and, you know, do all that. And if you can master that kind of time management and that kind of, you know, delivery, the sky's the limit. I don't care where you are, you know, third world country, first world country, it's all good, right? Like you could, I have worked with so many people that provide for their families, you know, doing the, you know, doing a lot of the work that, you know, like that I hire out for, for example, writing, social media, you know, to get Canva graphics, things like that. You know, it's like, I don't need Canva graphics eight hours a day, five days a week, right? But if you can get enough people you know, coming in and telling, you know, and saying, I need this, I need this, I need that. That's, that can turn into a beautiful business and you have time to stay home with your families and you have time to, you know, to provide for your, you know, that you're providing for them. I think it's wonderful. And I'm glad that I'm so glad and blessed and touched that I'm able to provide that for other people. Like I really hold it close to my heart that, you know, this is really incredible. Not only what I'm doing, providing for my own family, but also, the work that I'm providing for others so that they can provide for theirs. Awesome. That's wonderful. I love this story. Now tell us, you know, break it down for us a little. What does a, a digital marketer do? A digital marketer, that's a, that's a pretty wide, a pretty wide definition. So, you know, digital marketing is really just, you know, anything that's, uh, uh, you know, anything that's out there. And you can be a generalist. I find that I find that being a wide generalist is, you know, you're a master of nothing, right? But then if you niche down into one thing, I find that at least for my personality, it can get kind of boring. So for example, there are many digital marketers that choose to focus their business on paid ads for dentists, right? And they may be really good at that. And, you know, that may be the thing that, that they know the language and know the lingo, they know the touch points and they know the general demographics and everything. That's great. You should keep on doing it. Right. I think that you need to find out which aspect of digital marketing are, uh, you know, do you want to focus on and focus on that. Right. So for some that's going to be writing, right. You know, a blog writer, it's like, so you and I, 
read and write English on a very high level, I would imagine, right? I mean, you know, I graduated high school. I grad, I, you know, I have an MBA. You know, I, I can, I, I can string three words together, right? But you know, if you just draw, if you just give me an assignment, write eight hundred words on certified financial planners, you know, please shoot me now, right? Like I wouldn't be able to do it. And some people can just whip that out in under an hour, right? Those are the people I want to talk to, right? Because like those are the uh, people that you know, like. I get a diverse amount, uh, a diverse clientele coming in and they just ask me for all kinds of things, right? Oh, I'm selling shoes on the internet. How do I write blogs about shoes? You know, some people can do it. Other people can't, right? So if you're going to focus on the content, great. Focus on content. If you're better with writing sales headlines, great. You know, do something like that. If you're better at building funnels, social media, uh, paid ads, even a little bit of web development. Nowadays, you know, you can do web development using site builders like Squarespace, Wix, you know, even WordPress has, uh, you know, a couple of site builders in there. So there are lots of aspects that you can do. I would say the best uh, thing to do is to really focus down on what you enjoy doing and try not to do the stuff that you don't enjoy doing. So for example, I also stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. No, just, just farm all that stuff out. So for example, like I have a podcast too, right? I know how to edit my podcast. I know how to take out the ums and ahs. I know that, you know, just to, how to put the intro and the outro on it and split it up in the middle. Like it's not that hard, right? And it'll take me an hour, you know, maybe, an, you know, maybe two hours to, you know, to cut a 30 minute episode. Right. But that is so not worth my time because what happens is I am so focused on that thing that everything else that I needed to be doing as a owner of my business to bring in more business, I'm not because I'm sitting here cutting and pasting, you know, uh, cutting, cutting and pasting audio. So it really makes sense to find that, uh, you know, find that person or find that team that can actually help you with all of that stuff. So you can go back to focusing on what it is you do best. I am with you 100%. I, I talk about this, like I talk a lot about the power hour, right? So the power hour, and I'll just kind of give you a little bit of information about that, that I talk to my clients about is I want you to take one hour a day that you're going to focus on profit producing activities. You need to, you know, have that one hour for profit producing activities. So important. Specific. 20 minutes on lead generation, 20 minutes on follow-up, 20 minutes to, to talk to, um, to, respond to to those messages that have been going back and forth for the past two days right um sales you need sales conversation you know so we need to be spending that one hour on profit producing activities and i'm very big on outsource the things that otherwise you're going to be stuck doing that one hour task of editing and now you haven't worked on their profit producing activities and if you have five videos to edit that's going to take you five days you know it's like it's crazy. Yeah, it, it, yeah. So it's like one of now, you know, finding the right person to do that, right? You know, you have to find what works for you. I, for example, have a like I know how to program, right? I know how to code. I'm not great at it, right? I mean, I can do it, but you know, there's just some things I would just rather not do. It'll take me an hour to figure out how to change this box to put it a drop shadow, you know, in there using CSS. I just give it to my guy, you know, and and it just gets done. And you know what happened? Like, especially with the, so, so I have this one guy in India, Akash. And so what happens is my camera, yeah, it came back on. All right. So 
So this guy, Akash, right, you know, there were some there were some days or some weeks, you know, that I didn't really have work for him, right? And I didn't really have something for him to do. And, you know, and he starts asking me, hey, Jeff, you know, I need something to do. I need something to do. So I finally just came up with a retainer plan for him, right? You know, something that was good for me and good and good for him. And I've been on that retainer plan with him for the past, I don't know, four or five years now. And it's just worked out great. Basically, what I said was, you are going to bill me for five hours a week, regardless if I give you nothing or if I give you, you know, 20 hours. So anything below five hours, you bill me for five hours. Anything above five hours, you bill me, you know, whatever, whatever the time spent. So you're always going to be guaranteed money, you know, every two weeks. Oh, my God. Right. Everything that I send this guy now gets done the next morning. Everything gets done, you know, because I've been working with him for so long. He knows all my sites. He knows, you know, for the most part, knows all the clients and the different nuances and what you need to do, right? And you need to make sure that, you know, I need to make sure that he's happy, right? I'm not his biggest client, right? I don't know who is. I, a matter of fact, I never even spoke with him on the phone. Never heard his voice. He will not get on the phone with me, right? <laughs> but, you know, but he will chat with me. And he, you know, he does every single thing that I do to a very high level that it's like, great. You know, it's, you know, done and done. I just know that when I send it off the next morning, it's done. Right. That to me is worth paying him even on the down times, you know, when I don't have something because it keeps him engaged. Right. And yeah. And you know, those are the kind of things that you can do to keep, you know, to try to put things together because it's much easier to sell a retainer, a subscription service, right. Or just, you know, pay me by the month than it is to sell somebody again and again and again, like, you know, I need a website. Okay, great. That's a thousand dollars. Great. You made a thousand dollars, you know, and then they come back five months later. I need some content, you know, well, if you would have engaged me for marketing services at $200 a month, you know, you can amortize that whole thing, you know, that whole thing out. Those are, you know, like the kind of, uh, you know, the kind of deals that I look for, right. Simply because I want to make sure that I am, uh, I want to be available to my clients also. Right, that I want uh, th that I want to make sure that they have everything that they need because who knows tomorrow their website may be hacked tomorrow you know they may may have a new press release to put out, whatever it is right you need to have that staff in place and once you have that gravitas of where you're where you're producing, um, you know where you have enough work to at least keep that you know keep that train going then you know it turns out to be a you know that becomes a business, right then it's not a job. Right. Because a business is when something is happening when you sleep. A job is, you know, you got to be there, fingers on keyboard, making it happen. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And then so let's talk about it, running your business from virtually everywhere, anywhere, especially now that we're, you know, everybody's virtually, corporations are virtual, schools virtual. Um, so, um, yeah, so let's talk about like what tools are essential for you to be able to run that business virtually? Are, are there tools that you need or, or, you know, the tools for that location independence, right? Sure. So let's talk about the tools you need to run, you know, to run a virtual organization, right? I've been virtual now for a good long time, right? And that I have, well, uh, yeah, 12 years, right? And I actually planted the seeds for that beforehand as I was working in corporate because basically I wasn't at my home computer, right? So how do you ensure that you have the right files on your work computer, you know, while you're there and, you know, things like that. So really what it comes down to my biggest, uh, my biggest tool or the one that I always talk about the most is um, teamwork, teamwork.com. 
So teamwork is similar to Asana, Basecamp, you know, Monday.com, things like that. And basically what it is is that it's a project management tool where I organize the tasks by clients, by, you know, like the types of tasks that need to happen, who gets assigned to it, et cetera, right? And I have a lot of different, uh, well, not a lot, you know, I have a few basic rules of how we define what a task list is, how what is a task and who talks to it and who closes it, right? Once you establish those, you know, it becomes very easy because at the end of the day, or actually at the beginning of the day, right? It doesn't matter whether you are across the street or halfway around the world, you're remote to me, right? I'm not seeing you, right? We haven't seen our colleagues in a really long time, right? So it doesn't matter if they're, you know, on the other side of New Jersey, right? They're, they're still remote, right? So being, so establishing those norms for how to communicate. So I always tell everyone that works with me, you need to over communicate with me. All, every single thing you put into a Slack message, you put into a task, you put into a comment, assume that a five-year-old is reading it. Mm-hmm. right? That they know exactly what it is that you're doing. Like, don't just make a test saying it's broken, right? That, you know, that just sucks. No, this submit button does not work on this page, you know, and then here are the steps to reproduce. Then I know like how to go in and how to fix it. Or not only me, someone else knows how to go in and how to fix it, right? So it's very important that you, uh, you know, that you put that out there. And once everyone is on the same page, right? All of the communications, then everyone gets to see it, right? So, you know, my graphic designer can see what the web guy did. I can see what both of them did, you know, and then the blog writer can chime in. Oh yeah, I can write five more words, you know, 500 more words in order to balance it out, whatever it is, right? You need to make sure that you're, you know, that you're delivering a consistent product. And the way to do that is with your project management software. So um, I'm a big proponent of that. I love uh, teamwork. It works great for me. It's not that expensive. Um, that I would say is like the biggest software tool that I use company-wide, right? Then of course you get into some of the, uh, you know, some of the stuff that, uh, uh, you know, that we use to keep things together. So we standardize on Google Drive and Google Docs and Google Sheets, right? If, you know, as opposed to the Microsoft suite, simply because it's just, it works, right? It's just, you know, yeah, I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you know, you just drop things in. Like, uh, so, like, like uh, I can't really show you here, but all of my labels on my, you know, label uh, Google calls folders labels, right? So, you know, it's just called all my folders and all of my tasks and all that. I use emojis like nobody's business, right? So, what that does is that it makes it makes the list of folders, for example, colorful, right? So. so it, to me. So how do you use an emoji in your labels? Like give me an example of one and then what the emoji is. So anything that has to do with my podcast, the one big tip podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So go to emojipedia.org, right? And there you just type in, it gives you the entire, you know, the entire list and every iteration of every emoji that's out there. Oh right. My God, that's so cool. Right. So I just go and search for the microphone. So I use the studio microphone and that I know everything is you know, anything that has that studio microphone in the name, I know has to do with the podcast. Like, I don't even need to, like, you know how you just respond better, not just to the name, not just because it's alphabetized, but also by the color, yeah. right? So, so I'm real pedantic about that. I do that with uh, my folders and notes. I do that with my tasks and task lists, right? I, I'm just always, you know, emojiing and color coding stuff, I love that. right? You, I, you know, when people look at me, I was like, oh, geez, Jeff, you know, like, what are you doing? 
you know, it's like, no, well, I mean, he just doesn't color coordinate. He is emoji coordinated. I love that. <laughs> right. So, so urgent items have a, you know, have the flame icon, you know, uh, you know, 10 minute items have the, you know, have a stopwatch, um, you know, like, uh, uh, things that I need to do, like important items are the target with the, uh, you know, the circle, the bow and arrow target, you oh know, things God. like that. And what happens is that when you start, uh, when you start incorporating that, you know, then you're like, oh, wow, this is, you know, it really starts to, it, and it makes sense. And it makes sense to other people too. I, was like, I can just imagine being on your team and I see the, the time and I'm like, oh crap, I, I need to look at this right away. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. Right. So just, uh, so like for a personal to-do list, so I'll, uh, I'll explain to you how that works very quickly. I use things. Things is a Mac app that syncs very well to your iPad and your iPhone. Right. So things, I just made a whole bunch of, um, you know, I made a bunch of projects and folders, right? Each one of them has an emoji, right? So I, uh, like my main to do, I have it broken up into three, into three sections, if you will. It's, um, it's action this day, right? Which means you need to get it done today. Important and urgent, right? Which is, you know, you still kind of need to get it done. And then I have less than 10 minute items, right? Because if you're like, let's just say I have five minutes before my next meeting, I'll look at that list to see if there's anything I can knock out, you know, within five or 10 minutes in order to get done, right? So just having that segregated, you know, one, two, three, four, you know, however it is, just makes things so much easier, right? Yeah. And you can do that with any, you know, with anything, you know, like that you have priority, high, medium, and low. Right. I, I use other uh, task managers. There's just, you know, they keep on bugging you if you're one day late, two days late, 10 days late, 30 days late, 150 days late. And I just, you know, I stop that, you know, uh, things just, uh, you know, you assign it to today and the, the, the today carries over to the next day and the next day and the next day. So it always says today. It doesn't chastise you when you're 150 days late on something. So that's really a big thing for me. Um, Virtual assistants. I want to talk about virtual assistants, right? I love VAs. Yeah. I love VAs. So, you know, this is this has become so cliche in our world now, but have you read the four hour work week? Got it downstairs on my bedstand. Yep. There you go. All right. So so I read it when I was still in corporate. I know it's been updated a couple of times, but it really got me. You know, like it really got me excited. I couldn't sleep, you know, like after I was reading, I'm like, wow, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that. Now I already had kids at home. Right. So I wasn't about to, uh, you know, fly off to Buenos Aires and become a tango champion like uh, like Tim Ferriss did or <laughs> go off to go off to Taiwan to become some kind of, you know, uh, some kind of wrestler or whatever. Right. I didn't have that. But, you know, I did have this dream where I wanted to like, why can't I work from somewhere else? Right. I mean, you know, the telecommunications. Right. Just if, if you have a T-Mobile account here in the U.S., right? You can now roam. Well, first of all, Canada, United States, and Mexico is all one calling thing. Yeah, there's no more roaming, right? Then if you do roam in like in most of the major countries, you'll probably end up visiting. You, uh, you're still not charged for roaming. You'll have a slower internet, but at least you can still, you know, use Google Maps, get messages, you know, things like that, right? So, once all that, you know, sort of came into place and it just didn't matter, right? Just get a subscription to WeWork. And if you're lucky enough to have a WeWork office next to you or WeWork offices in a place that you visit the most, oh my God, it's like, you don't even miss a step. You walk into the place and, you know, in Bali, right? You open your laptop, you're instantly connected and you just get to work, right? And that's just, 
you know, that's, uh, that's just great. So when you, you know, when you hire a virtual assistant, you are basically enabling them to do the exact same thing, right? So they're able to work from home. They're able to take better care of their kids or their families or their husbands, whatever it is, right? And they're also in a position where, you know, they are providing for their families, whereas, you know, maybe they live in some, you know, remote village where the opportunities are not quite as diverse, right? But they happen to have good internet in that village. Why? Why can they not? It is. It, it then opens the entire world, you know, for them to work. And if they have the skills that I need, like, yeah, of course I'll hire them. You know, as long as, you know, I know that things will get done. Like, it, you know, it doesn't bother me. So, that's why you know, like, I try to work with uh, with virtual assistants as much as possible, simply because it's it's so much more efficient, right? Because. I know, and I've tried this, right? Trying to hire another Jeff, you know, someone that knows, you know, a lot about X, Y, and Z, and maybe, you know, all that stuff, right? Trying to hire somebody that knows as much as me about this stuff, it's really hard. And to do it with the same amount of dedication in the eye that I'm doing it, it's nearly impossible, right? But if I hire a content writer that's really great at what she does, and then a graphic designer that's really great at what they do, and a, you know, social media writer, which by the way, writing content in a social media writer, two totally different skills, right? Social media writer, you know, that, uh, know, that, that knows their stuff. Then it becomes, you know, all of these pieces come together when delivering this to, you know, whatever, you know, these, uh, these activities to my clients, it becomes so much easier because then you know that each one of these items is being done by a true professional at a very high level, much better than me. I mean, like I can't, draw a stick figure to save my life right but you know it's like i got i have to be able to articulate somehow this logo sucks i like this move this around choose a different picture you know things like that so you know it's like um i would say you know hiring a virtual assistant is first of all you need to figure out for yourself right what it is that you want you can't just say oh i want a virtual assistant to handle my business you know do you know how to handle your business, right? Do you know like the different thing? And you'd be surprised. So the ones that come up with that, you know, with that generally vague, like I need a virtual assistant to run my business. I, you know, like I can within two minutes deconstruct their business to the point where, yeah, you don't have a clue what's going on in your own business first, why you want to hire someone else to make someone else crazy, right? So you really got to know, you know, for yourself, what it is that you're looking for and how you're going to measure it, how you're going to, you, you know, how you're going to articulate success, how you're going to articulate failure, how you're going to train them, right? And then once you do that and the person on the other end of the line, you know, understands what is expected of them, then it's like, boom, you know, then things just start getting done, right? Because they know what to do. No one wants to be, you know, babysat all the time, you know, like, oh, you know, watch me move the thing, you know, the icon from the left to the right. No, nobody wants to do that. Right. You know, so once you have someone trained up that they know exactly what it is that you expect of them, then if it, then a virtual assistant becomes becomes indispensable. Right. Because you, then, you know, everything is going to get done at a much higher level than if you needed it to produce it yourself. Absolutely. And so I, I have a couple of. Um, so, for example, Kiera, she's our podcast. Culture. I mean, she is freaking amazing amazing she does everything with the podcast and i absolutely like i don't know how i ever lived without her like honestly <laughs> you know yeah. she does everything and she's in um the philippines right and then i have 
uh, Rachel, who's our Facebook community manager, who is rocking it and killing it in the Facebook group, right? I couldn't do with the things that she's doing, right? Because that is her area of expertise, right? She knows how to do the viral post. She knows how to engage people where I'm busy doing other things that I forget to go in and respond to a comment on Facebook, right? So she is like rocking it on there. I have Michaela. So I have people from people that are my team that are um, in Canada and Virginia. And, um, <coughs> excuse me. I think Rachel is in Alabama. So we're everywhere around the world, right? And I absolutely love that. And I love that. Um, you know, yeah. I, at the beginning, I, I had a struggle because I didn't know what I was looking for. Right. Like you said, so I, if you don't know what you're looking for, how can you articulate it to someone else exactly, to give you what you need? Exactly. You so need to be friends. so verbose and so precise. I need someone to do, you know, for managing your podcast. I need someone to edit. I need someone to make, uh, make teasers. I need someone to make the, the episode art. Da, 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 da. Exactly. And that was like, that's when I realized at the beginning that, wait a second, they're not failing. I'm failing them because I'm not being the leader. I am not instructing them. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, let's, let's redo this. So I had to really be sure, okay, this is what I need. And this is the job description of everything that, that it's going to be performed. And I also have metrics that need to be, to, to, to be made as well. Um, but yeah, I realized then at the beginning, it was like, why isn't this working? Well, I don't even know what I want. So I'm failing them. They're not failing me. So what, once you've made that revelation, right. Or that you understood that about yourself, what happened once you were able to articulate the tasks and the expectations and the KPIs, what happened to your business after you made that mental shift? And, and they help they're, they're running my business. It just skyrocketed because now I, I had, first of all, I was getting, um, resumes with people that had that experience and more. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I wasn't just, um, anyone that wanted to be a VA. No, no, no. Now it's very specific and you had to have those job requirements. Um, so not only did I get better resumes, right. Higher quality resumes. Um, and then when I did hire, like, like Kira, she is outstanding. She is outstanding. Hey, Kira. Yes. Amazing. Did you go and visit her yet? No, not yet, but we're planning to when, once it's COVID yeah. kind of like, yeah, I was like, listen, our next, um, annual company meeting when we're planning 2022 is going to be in, in the Philippines. <laughs> Definitely. So that, so that was something really big for me. Um, to visit the people that I work with. Yes, me too. And, and once you do that, oh my God, like the red, uh, literally the Red Sea parts and your relationship with that provider is so much different on so many levels because it's one thing, because right now, you know, let's face it, you know, Glory, you're about four inches square on my screen right now. <laughs> you know, you're, you're not that tangible, right? I mean, you're great to talk to and all that, right? But you're not that tangible. Sitting in front of somebody, inviting them for coffee, breaking bread with them, Oh my God. Right. Then they can really get a few, you know, it, and also think about it. You know, they're so appreciative, right. That somebody made the effort to fly all the way, you know, fly to Manila or Cebu city or, you know, any of these, uh, you know, any of these places. Oh my God. That's a, you know, it's a major undertaking. It's, it's hell expensive. You know, the time involved with it, it, it's crazy. So what happens is that when you make the effort to actually meet these people, right. 
it changes the dynamic. Every single one of them that I, you know, that I met, it's like, you know, A, we became like friends, 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 not just like Facebook friends or whatever, you know, like real friends, right? And also the quality of the work went up because now they're invested. They're like, oh my God, this guy's real. You know, he's not just, he's not just, uh, you know, uh, I, I, you know, playing a big game like, hey, look at my Lamborghini outside or, you know, you know, anything like that. You know, it's real. And once that happens, I can't, you know, if you can, you definitely need to go out and meet the people that you're, uh, yes. uh, that you're working really with. important to me as well. Yes. Oh my gosh, Jeff, I want to thank you so much for being with us today um, and for sharing your expertise with us. What, what else do you have going on? I want to know what else is going on in Jeff's world. I got all kinds of stuff going on. Oh my God. So I am uh, actually in a pivotal time in my business, right? So one of the things I need to get away from is, uh, it is website design, right? It's just, it's too much of Jeff time. It's too much Jeff's fingers on keyboard. And what I'm doing is that I'm refocusing everything towards sales funnels, right? And sales funnels are actually, you know, think of them as more compact websites that do very specific things, like get people to part with either credit card or their email address, you know, in exchange for, you know, whatever value you're providing. It's so much easier and so much more measurable to see the impact you make on a business when you're creating a sales funnel that actually produces something as opposed to creating a brochure site that has a help and about and a contact and a services offered and things like that. I'm done with that. So yeah, sales funnels are, uh, sales funnels are where it's at. And also the, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm morphing my podcast into doing some lives, you know, where, you know, where we're doing these types of uh, interviews live as opposed to, you know, just recording. And what happens is that, and this is something you'll be able to appreciate, it's when you do it live, there's no editing, right? You know, you bring your A game or you bring your A game and you're done. And, you know, whatever mess ups, like my, my camera blinked, you know, for some reason, you know, after like, yeah, that's just all part of the thing. I got to figure out why that's happening. Right. But, it, you know, it also adds to the, to the authenticity of, you know, you're actually devoting the time and putting it out there in order to you know, in order to bring all of this good information, you know, to your audience. And it just really widens, you know, widens the whole scope of, um, of what it is we're doing as well. So um, I would highly recommend that for you as well, because, you know, doing lives, it just opens up everything for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, um, so, so for our audience, you can reach Jeff at um, jeffmendelson.com or effectivo e-f-f-e-c-t-i-v-o.social he is also in linkedin facebook and twitter so you guys can reach him there um, we will drop the links um, in the show notes so that you can just click on jeff and just go right to him if you have any questions uh you can message him i'm sure he'll reach out to you so Jeff, any tips for those who want to venture into digital marketing as well? Any tips? I would say, you Don't know, going back to, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, I'd say the major one is, you know, focus on what you know or what you can be good at, right? Um, I made the mistake last year of thinking like, oh yeah, you know, chatbots are going to be the next big thing and uh, they are, right? I still do not not believe that, but you still have to start from the beginning. What's a chatbot, right? And I, I just, it, it just went against everything that I wanted to, you know, to do. So I just sort of like dropped that whole thing, right? So 
the moral is, you know, find something that you're good at or that you can be good at and focus on that because that is where you're really going to shine, right? Whether it's writing social for, you know, for companies, whether it's writing blog posts for companies, whether it's doing their paid ads, you know, search engine optimization, or doing Canva, you know, doing Canva graphics, whatever it is, you know, find the, you know, find the suite of services that you're really great at and run with that. Awesome. Great tip. Thank you so much. Again, it's Jeff Mendelson. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I want you to tell me before we leave, what's going on in your background? What is going on? So, all right. Hector and Miguel from, uh, from Coco. Oh my the two got the, there's a light up BB-8, right? There is uh, the two guys from Mortal Kombat. So that's Lord Raiden and Scorpion. I made my lightsaber at uh, Disney World. Oh, okay. Wow. Right? We have a samurai version of, uh, what do you call it? Of Captain America. Really? Of course, my cup. Yeah. Bring that over so you can see it a little bit better. So I needed, I needed something to be, well, let me just get that in the focus wow, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so that's really cool. And, you know, I got my cup of kick-ass, right? And of course, a photo of myself and my wife. So nice, nice. I love that. Oh my gosh, my um, I have three grandsons. They're so cute, and they're like into PJ Mask. And at first, I was like, "What the heck is PJ?" He kept talking about the Geico and Catboy and or Gecko and Catboy. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" So now I have a bedroom for them downstairs for when they stay over, and just the playroom, like it's filled with toys. But like the thing that they play with the most is their my grandson is into dinosaurs. Like he's mm -hmm. four years old. He's like, you know, this is this Tyrannosaurus. What? And I'm like, I don't even know. It's, it's a dinosaur. Like, I don't even know the names. He can tell you all the names of the dinosaurs. That poor little boy. He comes. He comes over with a backpack full mm -hmm. of dinosaurs. I'm like, oh my god. And so we sit there. We play with the dinosaurs, and he knows if one is missing. And he'll mm -hmm. tell me the specific name. I'm like, honey, I don't know what you're talking about. Please help me find it. Please help me find it. He won't even fall asleep until we find a darn dinosaur. Wow. That's amazing. But yeah, yeah he so loves it and he places them and he has a whole a Jurassic Park little um um I what do you call it? Like little ride thingy with the tracks mm -hmm. and everything. So he places the dinosaurs in there and he knows which dinosaur goes where. I'm like, oh my gosh, boy, this is too much for me. But, uh, you know, so this is what happened when a, when adult guys, you know, like get, like get back into their toys, right? It's it, like, do I really need a samurai version of Captain America? No, but you know, the, the, uh, the lightsaber. Yeah, that was definitely a necessity. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, let's face it. So. That is so cool. So thank you for sharing. I just wanted to know what was going on back there, but love it. So again, yeah. Jeff, thank you so much. Really appreciate you being on our show today. Thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Glory. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Sisterhood of Successful Entrepreneurs. If you know anyone that would make a great guest for the show, or if you have a question or topic you'd like Lori to discuss, reach out to us at info at We'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend us on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at gloryali.com. 